You're listening to the Sustainable Parenting Podcast, Episode 1, Season 1. My goodness, welcome. On this episode, I'm talking about the question, is my parenting damaging my child? And if you're someone who has been frustrated that you feel caught in this cycle between gentle mom, monster mom, then you are not alone. If you find yourself in this place where you are trying to use patience and calm and supportive language, and yet the kids just don't listen and don't listen and don't listen and you blow up and then you're filled with regret, you are not alone. I talk with parents every single week about this struggle and how frustrating it is inside. And on top of being frustrated, then it leads to this guilt and shame about, oh my gosh, am I ruining them? Is this cycle something that is going to turn them into just sad and depressed and anxious adults? What have I done wrong? Friend, I have amazingly good news for you today. Don't miss the two key tools I'm going to tell you that completely turn this worry on its head. Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Parenting Podcast. Let me tell you, friend, this place is different. We fill that gap between gentle parenting and harsh discipline that's really missing to parent with kindness and firmness at the same time and give you the exact steps to be able to parent in ways that are more realistic and effective. And for that reason, finally feel sustainable. Welcome. Oh my goodness. I am so excited and honored to be in this new space as a new way to support and encourage and equip my community. So glad you're here. I want to especially highlight today our listener of the week, which we will be highlighting each episode. Today's listener of the week is Jenna, and she was a big cheerleader in getting this podcast started. And her review said, sustainable parenting has helped define moments in parenthood I couldn't before and help me and my children and our voices to communicate better. I've learned healthy boundaries to set for myself and my boys And I feel like in our chaotic moments, I finally have a toolbox to go back to. Jenna, thank you so much for sharing your experience with sustainable parenting. Please DM us so that we can get you a bonus. And for others listening, when you leave a five-star review, you could be highlighted in a future episode as our listener of the week. So let's dive into this. Let's use Abby's story as a perfect example. When Abby first came to me for parent coaching, she said that her daughter, who was about seven, was just so big with her emotions that if she didn't get her way, it could be a kicked down, drawn out fight for 30 to 45 minutes. Meltdowns that would involve door slamming and screaming at each other. And sometimes, you know, in ways that she didn't want, even name calling and saying, I just can't deal with you anymore. And then afterwards, she'd feel so bad and have this layer of guilt on her back that, like, oh, I don't like what I did. Yes, my daughter's behavior wasn't okay, but now I have regret not only about her behavior, but about mine too. 
Friend, if you are in the same place like Abby and you're tired of being gentle mom, gentle mom, gentle mom, and flip-flopping over to monster mom, change really is possible. If you've been wondering, have I already ruined my kid from the times that I yelled at them and I said, I can't do this anymore. I just threw up my hands. I'm here to tell you it's never too late. No matter what age your child is, we know that the brain is impacted by each one of our interactions with our children. We know that their heart and the relationship always has space for repair. We know that if there's been brokenness, that we can fix it with specific steps that really address and own what we have done and move forward with our child. And friend, I have the best, best, best news for you, which comes from the wonderful wisdom of Circle of Security, which has many, many years of evidence-based research to be able to tell us that really we only have to get it right about 30% of the time. 30% of the time they have found when families are doing the right thing, seeking kindness and firmness at the same time, gentle attachment, Um, connected, conscious parenting, and meet those goals at least 30% of the time, my friend, that's an A+. The outcomes are going to be achieved. 30%. So give yourself a huge sigh of relief (gasps) and know that repair is possible. Healing is possible. And so long as you can continue pursuing your highest values and meet those at least 30% of the time, you're nailing it, friend. So let me tell you what we shifted with Abby so that she didn't have to feel stuck anymore in this cycle of trying her best, trying her best, and then into moments that felt awful with yelling and tantrums. And was able to really end that cycle so that not only was she hitting the mark 30% on her goals, but she did not have the regret of adding negativity into her relationship with her child. Here's the top thing that Abby started to do differently. And that I want to suggest that you start to do differently as well. It's that when she knew she was routinely getting to the end of her rope, yelling, losing her temper, you know, she would start in with negotiating and explaining. And then when that wouldn't work, it'd get up higher to heated voices. And when that didn't work, it got up until screaming. And when that didn't work, then one of them would kind of end up slamming a door. When that kept happening, that she was getting to the end of her rope with her daughter, we fixed it by shortening her rope shortening her rope. Here's what that means. That means having a clear boundary for what you plan to do if hitting, harming, or screaming happens and following through. Not giving one more reminder. Hey, if you hit me one more time, wait a minute. One mom, Brenda, I remember saying to me, she's like, it seriously hit me like a ton of bricks today. Out came the words from my mouth. If you hit me one more time, I'm going to. And she said, what? I would never want this person's future partner or a child in his class or his future children to have to say that sentence to him. 
why on earth would I say that sentence to him? So instead of getting to the end of the rope or instead of just letting your kids continue to push and push and push in ways that are not helping them, shorten that rope, have a clear decision in your mind of what you plan to do if they are hitting, harming, or screaming. Is that that you are going to just step away and walk away? If they're a toddler, it's that you're going to plop them into the high chair and walk away for 30 seconds and just give them a little moment to know that's not all right, or pop them into their crib for a second. And I'm not saying you need to leave them there forever. Like 30 seconds, if they're tiny, can be clear enough to make a distinct motion in their mind that that hitting, harming, screaming is not okay. If it's an older child, it's that I'm not going to negotiate with a terrorist. That was a key part for Abby in her new decision with her daughter. I am not going to negotiate with a terrorist. I'm going to make that decision with myself. And that means if she is whining, demanding, I'm going to cut the conversation off right there. The shorter rope was, honey, I'm not going to keep arguing with you. And we can pair that with some really nice kindness to give a 30-second silent hug when there's the resistance or disagreement. Or we can use this wonderful phrase I love called, I love you, and the answer is no. That shorter rope is that I'm not going to keep negotiating. I'm not going to keep arguing with an argument. I'm not going to start being more demanding when she's demanding. I'm going to shorten my rope so that I don't keep getting to the end of my rope. And when you don't get to the end of your rope, you don't end up losing your temper. And when you don't lose your temper, you no longer will have regrets thinking that your parenting is really damaging your child. And friend, I have good news for you. If you're like, ah, I don't really know how to do that. I have a free guide that I've put in the show notes called three easy steps to getting kids to listen. These are ways that you can start having a shorter rope that's both kind and firm that gets your child listening so that you don't get to that space where you feel like you're losing your marbles. So check out our show notes. And you know what? I would love to invite you. If this topic today has touched you in a way that you have questions or reflections you'd like to share, please email me. My email is also in the show notes and we, I'd love to hear personally from you. Come back tomorrow as we will be exploring the key tools to super effective consequences. Talk soon.